Hey, this is Andrew from Next Up Travel. I just wanted to do a quick introduction and tell you a little bit about what we're going to be doing here. This podcast is going to be a platform for travelers to share their stories. Each episode, I'm going to have a guest on here and we're going to talk about their travels and some of the beautiful and sometimes crazy things they've experienced. I'm hoping to feature people and places from around the globe monthly. Our goal here is to get you excited about life after this horrible pandemic. My first guest is a good friend of mine. His name is Nick and he's the guy that kind of started this whole mess. If it wasn't for him inviting me to Germany 12 years ago, I'm not sure any of this would have ever happened. Without further ado, here's our first episode, Oktoberfest. All right, so we're here today to talk about a little event in Germany, Munich, Germany, called October Bavaria. Bavaria. Also known locally as Wiesen. What does Wiesen mean for our listeners out there? Wiesen is what locals in Germany call what we call Oktoberfest. I think we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, I think so. I, I think and I don't know that much about it, other than I know they, they didn't call well, it Oktoberfest. They before called it you Wiesen. go into the technical stuff, I think we need to make an introduction. This is Nick. Yes. <laughs> He's one of my, my favorite travel companions. I've been on many trips with him. And, Several uh, now, yeah. Yeah, and they've all been pretty good. I don't think one has been average, let's put it that way. Some have been they've better been... than others. Yes. But they've all been epic journeys. Right, they've all been fantastic and adventures and... And sloppy at times. That's a common denominator <laughs> for most of the trips is they are nights. Specifically, I wouldn't say specifically this one, but this was like a nice, easy buzz throughout. I call this one a roller coaster. It was. We had a In little bit the sense that there were ups and downs as far as getting going crazy and hitting the booze and yeah I, I think we consistently drank just about every day but i think for the most part we were pretty pretty mild in our approach other than a couple of nights that <laughs> were very memorable and yeah. very unmemorable ways well, we I definitely guess. had our moments you have the reason i brought you on to this episode specifically um was because of your german roots right and, and the fact that you went with me to experience right. it. So but there, so, we could have picked any trip. But yeah. I think this was the one that uh, and this was to home to you. This was our second trip together to Germany. Second trip to Germany, yes. Um, but My first ever trip abroad was to Germany right, with you. That's right. And it was pretty epic. I think we were there for 14, 16, yeah. or 12 that days. Sounds about right. There. Long time ago. Yeah, I think originally I had wanted to go to Oktoberfest, but we just couldn't make it work with school and whatnot, so we just said, let's do it during the summer, and that was my first, like, we official taste of Germany. We were also not very seasoned travelers and didn't know how to really plan things for abroad, so we really depended on my uncle, who was the... Lives man. there. Who's lived there for almost fifty years now? And shout out um, to Don. I know you're listening, Uncle Don. Uh, <laughs> he might actually so listen to this episode. Maybe he might. Um, <laughs> if he's ever like really fucking. He was bored. really the catalyst for 
making things happen when we went yeah. to Germany. We really depended on him. And Well, not only that, he showed us how to travel. Mm-hmm. I liked what he did and how he did it in that style. And it was, it kind of set us up for all the trips afterwards. But when we got to the end of that trip, we decided that when we did come back, I know, I think you went back one or two times after that, mm-hmm. but I thought that next time we have to do Oktoberfest. Right. As awesome as the rest of Germany is, the thing I fantasized most when I was a kid was Oktoberfest. Um, specifically, because of a show called Three Sheets, uh, it started a guy named Zane Lampreys, mm-hmm. and he, he was just basically this dude that traveled the world and learned about different drinking cultures and different beverages and how they were brewed in certain areas. It was really neat, but the Oktoberfest episode was always the one that for me stood out the most because it was just pure shithousery. Yeah. It was insane. Like the tents, the singing, the the liters of beer. I'd never right. seen beer poured in a, <laughs> a mug that big. I was just fascinated by everything about it. Yeah, and I, I think... Oktoberfest is very fantasized in in our culture and movies and um, shows and um, I think for me I I had kind of just learned about it through several trips to Germany yeah. and um, it's bound to show up if Did you, you ever research go to Germany or... while Oktoberfest was going on with your parents? Mm, no. So the first time I went to Germany in So when was the first time you heard about Oktoberfest that you can remember? That I can remember? It was probably high school or college. Yeah, somewhere in those days, you know, when you drinking's to... like super cool and... Yeah, and you're starting to learn that's... about the world and take an right. interest in it as well. Right, and you just look at German beer and it's like, where's this brewery from? And it's like, oh, Bavaria, Munich. Yeah. All, if Paulan or... Sure, sure, sure. You know, Yeah, all when you got really fancy are... on the weekends when yeah, you spend yeah. more than right. six As bucks a college on kids, you're not, you're not drinking PBR. <laughs> yeah, that night. was like our first taste at craft beer. It wasn't necessarily craft right. beer. But to us, it was. It was because it wasn't Bud Light. Right, Natty, Natty Light. Light. Yeah. Yeah, those were, those were exotic and cool. And yeah, so I guess you... Yeah, that's kind of your gateway in a way. Yeah, it so, is, and... Did you, you know, watch the show Three Sheets with Zane Lampreys? Yeah, of course. I've watched it with you. What was do you mean? that? <laughs> do we watch that together? We've definitely seen it together. <laughs> the The cool thing about that show is it's going into it. You're like, okay, this guy's gonna get shit housed and drink in this different con- country, and that's that's the basis of every yeah. episode. But it goes much deeper than that. It goes into why they drink the way they do why they drink the certain alcohol why yeah you know, it they was great meet in certain places and so it, it's diving much deeper and you appreciate the, that yeah just the party at, but they also zane's getting absolutely hammered yeah it's um, educational and, and entertaining and it that's why i, I, I don't think i ever played it but there's like a subtle drinking game in yeah, each episode there is every um, time what was it what was there's this? a monkey shows up or every time he drinks you take a sip or there's all kinds of little yeah little if you haven't if you haven't watched this uh watch this show um specifically this episode i'm gonna link it up in the resources page at some point and you need to check it out because it is pure entertainment the guy is one of us he's not some pretentious you know travel blogger or um 
you know, journalist. He's it, just a dude. <laughs> it's it's one a normal guy that had a really good idea, yeah. pitched it to Travel Channel or some it was, network. Yeah, and it was one of those back in the said, day. said, sure, go for it. Yeah, and they probably regretted that decision because it, it gets sloppy. And there's yeah. a, probably a reason it's not around anymore. Yeah, it goes off the rails a bit. But. Yeah, and you can tell throughout this episode that he's progressively just getting worse and worse. Yeah. And at the end, it's just... I mean, even through the seasons, it just oh, yeah. continues to... We're not going to spoil anything, but uh, it is, it's good and you should definitely check it out when you get a chance. So that wasn't our only introduction to Oktoberfest. We had a little Oktoberfest in our hometown of Chattanooga, Tennessee. That's right. That was thrown downtown um, at the marketplace. And you might not know this, but you know, my dad used to work at OLPH, and he started a fundraiser, and mm. it happened to be the first Oktoberfest that was at First Tennessee Pavilion. He was paying homage to his German yes, roots. He was. I love it. And you know, he got the Volkswagen vans to come out yeah. and the Wiener Dog races, which I don't. This happened at OPH? Anymore. This did not happen oh, it was at through OPH. When he was working yeah, at OPH, he okay. kind of came up with a fundraiser to, you know, that would be fun. And Yeah, well, that ended up evolving into greatly, yeah. one of Chattanooga's premier events. It's very, it's a lot different. It's got a different vibe, but you get the gist of it when you're down there. The, the Lederhosen's, the beer, the bratwurst and pretzels, and just the fall atmosphere that... Uh, I guess it's the Americanized version uh, yeah. of Oktoberfest. And it's it's a good break because it's about, you know, it's starting to get a little cooler. It's a nice break from, like, college football season and um, the routine that you kind of get into. Everybody, you know, everyone's going back to school, and it's a nice international break, kind of. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Um, we went, I guess, this past fall. And it seems like it's getting better and better. Um, but that for me, it's a great gateway into German culture and Oktoberfest. Right. And uh, I just remember the first time I went down there, after having watched Three Sheets, I was like, oh man, this is like... At the time, I hadn't really traveled that much. And I was just like, this is as close as I'm ever going to get to something like this. <laughs> uh, just going to make the most of it and enjoy it for what it is. Uh, but luckily... Six, seven years later, we'd had a chance to do the real thing. Right. But before we did, I, you know, I was, we both went to UT in Knoxville, and uh, occasionally I would get bored in class and I'd create these, uh, these bucket lists of things I want, crazy things I've wanted to do uh, for a long time and things I wanted to do before I got really old. And you've been a part of a few of them mm -hmm. so far, but, you know, having experienced Oktoberfest downtown Chattanooga, having read about it and, and obviously watched Three Sheets, I just thought it had to be. It had to be on there. And it was one of the things I wanted to do first. And luckily, it was the second thing off the list I was able to accomplish. And in 2000, well, was it 17? Yeah. 2017, we started planning our trip. Right, and that revolved, I think, a little bit around... around <laughs> well, it, it always kind of... Any international trip for most people is going to revolve around yeah. how, what's the most efficient way I can get to where I want to go. Right. That'll dictate a lot of it. But I think a lot of it in this case was this thing had been on your bucket list a long time and it was going to be your 30th birthday. So that, yeah, I 30th think birthday was a big that kind of nudged us off the cliff a little bit. Yeah. But it played out very similar to the first time we went to 
<laughs> but it was rules reversed. Yeah. First time I went to Germany, I was at a friend's house and you came up to me and just fucking randomly yeah. said, do you want to go to Germany yeah. in a couple months? And yeah. I was just like, what? Because yeah. at that point I never traveled abroad and I was just, right. I didn't even know if it was possible. So you did that to me um, in May of 2009, I think it yeah, was. That's and then it. in 2017, I remember seeing a really cheap flight online, just randomly texting you like, "It's not going to last forever. This 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 cheap flight. Do you want to you want to do yeah. it?" And I think within like 30 minutes, we had booked a trip to Munich. Yeah, you you can't really second guess stuff like that. You've either got to make the jump or yeah. you're not going to go. And luckily, um, we're the we're the types that commit to stuff yeah. like that pretty quickly. Um, so yeah, we started planning the trip a little bit. One of the things I think we were worried about, we didn't really do much planning. We just, we knew the festival was free. We could get in, Mm -hmm. have a beer and get out pretty easily. So we didn't do a whole lot of planning for the festival and maybe we should have, but one of the things I was worried about going into Oktoberfest was the table reservations. Yeah. That was always playing on the back of my mind. I'm a planner. I like to To know kind of it's Prepare, yeah, a little bit of an idea of where we're going to be, where we're going, how that's going to work. And it's difficult to get table reservations for Oktoberfest if, unless you're getting them like a year need, out in advance. Yeah, or you have a local contact right. or you're involved with the company that's based in Germany. It, it seemed pretty, it was intimidating the process. But we did know that there were certain sections within the tents and whatnot. We'll get into that later. That uh, you know had non-reservation areas. Right. You just mm-hmm. had to be there very early and possibly have to queue up. So that was really all the planning we did. Yeah. We wanted to, we went to this. I think we went the second to last weekend, or maybe the last weekend of Oktoberfest. Yeah, it was the last week- weekend. We were there. Um, I think that Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, yeah, so, something like that. So this was, I think we planned it, it was like random in March. Yeah. And then September rolled around and yeah. I was turning 30 and it coincidentally, we landed in Munich, um, on my 30th birthday, yep. which yep. was a lot of fun. What do you remember about that day we landed in Munich to potentially knock something off our, our bucket list? I have no idea. <laughs> I remember one thing specifically. A bucket list item? Was it buying a Lederhosen? No, no. I was just saying, what do you remember from that first day? What stands out uh, as far as the experience landing in Munich, knowing you're getting ready to knock something off your bucket list? For me, um, for some odd reason, we went out to eat at Polliner, which was awesome. We got, oh, we'll get to the Lederhosen story in a bit, but fantastic experience. First time I've ever been in Munich. It was really, really cool. It was beautiful, exactly how I imagined it. But the thing I remember most for some odd reason was how fucking hot it was on that train oh, from God, the airport. Yeah. Yeah. It's the most miserable I've been That's, on any form of transit. If you haven't been to Europe, you, <laughs> you have to prepare yourself that air conditioning is a luxury and it is not everywhere, yeah. oh, especially sure. in southern Germany where you're close to the mountains and it doesn't get hot very often. Well, we had just been on a, we just got off, gotten off a 10 hour flight, 11 hour, 12, whatever it was. And the first thing we did was get on a hot freaking train. train. And I just yeah. remember it, at first it was just kind of funny, like, oh, it's hot. I didn't realize how long it was going to take us to actually get into downtown Munich or Munich city center. And, and it was kind of comical. We we're just like, oh, it's kind of hot. Oh, it sucks. And then after like 45 minutes, I was like, I think I'm going to fucking die. <laughs> 
I'm gonna die. I remember looking. Uh, I remember looking at the windows of the train, thinking like, where can I pull something down? Yeah. And then when I realized there wasn't anything to pull down or anything to open, I, honest to God, for a split second, contemplated breaking a window. Yeah. I was you, like, I'm gonna like someone's gonna pass out. You just have to get into your happy place and just try to. It was a meditative experience. Get over it. Yeah. Like, I always think the first thing I do when I land in a different country is I always look forward to that first beer, that first like local draft beer. Well, that's when you can take and off the shoes and relax and right. know you're on vacation. And yeah. that always ends up being one of my favorite beers. Like, do you remember the first beer we had in Germany the first time? Oh yeah. The Pilsner or Quell or what, what was I don't it? know if it was Pilsner or Quell, I just but we stopped in yeah, the middle of that nowhere. middle of nowhere, just Mom this little, restaurant. you know, bed and breakfast oh, that, oh, that don just was like oh y'all are hungry uh, okay we'll yeah. just stop here and we walk in it was it's like it was literally, four in the afternoon maybe it was literally a like a grandma and grandpa's like mm-hmm. house like <laughs> the right. grandpa the older man was cooking us lunch yeah. while his wife washed the dishes and it was like the most intimate thing ever but the highlight of that obviously the the service and and, and, the, and the hospitality was great but the, that was our first proper german beer and yeah, it was exciting so yeah. knowing you're back in germany right. getting ready to have that right i know again. that's coming and so that's yeah. how i got over that hot train just knowing there's a fresh freshly brewed cold coldest chilled beer waiting so me. that that moment for you came that night obviously yeah, yeah. when we were out i convinced sabi and you to go lederhosen shopping Mm -hmm. i wasn't too sure i was going to be able to sell you guys on spending a lot of money on a lederhosen and we did get lucky it was affordable but we were walking down and when oktoberfest is going on in munich there are lederhosen shops popping up all over the place oh yeah yeah it's like halloween here you know oh yeah different that's a good point empty stores just kind of all of a sudden are selling yeah uh, but more quality products no cheap yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, and i I wasn't quite sure i was going to get a lederhosen i wanted one but once you like, I remember thinking, pick one up and oh, feel it. It's oh, like, okay, man. I'm it has buying that way one. to it. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm, I've got to get one. It was the cowhide, I think, is what we ended up getting. But I remember walking to uh, the shop thinking, like, if these fucking party poopers aren't going to get leaders, <laughs> and I'm not even going to sit with them in October. Yeah. I mean, to, I wasn't not going to. Because get one of my one, favorite but... things to say is, Let's get amongst it. Get amongst and, it. And in order yeah. to get amongst it at Oktoberfest, I feel like you have to have you do. a leader yeah. on. I would say when you're on the grounds, it's probably about 50-50. I was surprised at how many people didn't have yeah, on. It, yeah. But you definitely don't feel like an idiot when you're wearing leaderism. No, definitely not. Why would you? No. It looks fantastic. It, it feels fantastic. <laughs> it's way more comfortable than you think. I, I honestly like, wish they were socially acceptable. I, I agree. I would wear mine all the time. Yeah. It's like the German version of overalls, yeah, but they're way is. more trendy. Right. But <laughs> overalls have a bad connotation. Yeah, for sure. So we walk into this. We find a place. We walk out of our Airbnb. We walk down the street a little bit. We find a place. And we couldn't have gotten any luckier. We, we stumbled in this very kind Italian man's lederhosen shop. Yeah, yeah. And he was hospitable. He, yeah. He was funny. Um, and the best part about the shopping experience was you got your first beer. Your first taste of Yeah, that's right. That's right. He gave us beers while we shopped. German beer. And you, we had an Italian guy in Germany 
and Some to communicate with that were made right. from like Switzerland. Yeah, and to communicate with them, you were speaking broken Spanish with them. No, that wasn't him. That wasn't him. Wait, did I do it twice on that trip? I think so. That, that was, was the, definitely that him. was the skinhead Napoleon and in, uh, in Italy. And the taxi... No, taxi. you spoke Spanish okay. to the Lederhosen guy, I think too. I, I do briefly remember yeah. that. So, yeah, he didn't speak any English. We didn't speak any Italian. Yeah. No one spoke my German. German's not... So, my restaurant German. Yeah, ordering so... Food yeah, German, exactly. And we weren't ordering food. So, I think I was forced into... Broken Spanish. Broken Spanish. And they're not... Yeah. It worked. I think it worked very well, because he ended up handing us ice-cold beers mm-hmm. and picking out the... I think the best Lederhosen's we possibly could have found. Yeah. At a reasonable price. I think He for, cut us a deal because yeah. it was the end of Oktoberfest. Yeah, that's true. I'm sure he closes the shop. And... Yeah, it's like, I'm either going to have to eat this money or right. these guys are going to have to pay something. Yeah, so... So that was that was our that was our welcome to right. Munich moment. That was our welcome to Oktoberfest moment, really. Yeah, it was, and then it continued, I thought, because then... Absolutely, because we, we had a 30th birthday on our way, it, We did, <laughs> and we were on our way back to our Airbnb, and we I think we maybe Google Maps, we were just like, let's just find like a little place to get a beer. Yeah, and we just so happened to find one of the oldest breweries in Munich, Polner Brauhaus. That's right. Established in 1634. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, our country's not even... No. They were so brewing we, beer before we were even a, you know, thought. Exactly. So we lucked upon that. Well, we, we, we didn't We kind of... Listen. I, you've got We it, knew where we were staying. We this has been a while area. ago, so it's been four years. Three years, so... Two years. Two years. I'm three. three. <laughs> we'll say three. But I think we actually purposely went to Palaner to eat and have a beer and celebratory drink. Right. And then we went... And got Lederhosen afterwards. Maybe you're right. Because I don't remember carrying those bags around. No, I don't either. Polliner. You're right. Because, okay, so we went to the Polliner Brow right. House first. And ate, we ate something, had a beer. That was the birthday beer. dinner, had a beer, a big tall. Yeah. Like, it's, like, like, it's great when you can go to a restaurant, uh, have one ounce. beer, and you're just great. like set. Oh, yeah. You're, you're, you're like were, done oh, ordering Yeah, because I remember coming out of there, and it was relatively cold, and I was fucking buzzed. And yeah. I was just like, I don't even feel it. This, yeah. is, this is great. The, the, the cold weather that is I felt yeah. it and I think that's why I was just kind of yeah. like numb it, even though it was what it was it was probably it was early September it was late September no, late September, September 28th that's right, was that's when right, we, that's right. we landed late September so so we stumbled it, into the <laughs> yeah. stumbled into the uh, the Lederhosen shop got a mm-hmm. little bit more drunk and then we headed out for birthday festivities jet right. lagged which I didn't expect it to be too crazy because the main event was the day after. Right. On the 29th, we went to the actual festival itself, which is insane. But that night, we just kind of strolled around um, our Airbnb area and stumbled upon a really, really cool atmospheric like German it was dive bar. Like a, could, it, was, it was a Pilsner. They only had Pilsner beer, which is pretty cool. But it was like the size that, of your living room here. Yeah. It was very small. Yeah. They had a DJ... Yeah, that never played, but we were, we started fine. we started getting loosey goosey trying our Wednesday night uh, our accessories on Wednesday as you do on a Wednesday night. Yeah, we had our hats on. I'm actually looking at a picture of it right now. <laughs> well, pretty, I remember Savy cool. throwing my hat on and just making yeah. weird animal noises that night. Why so was like, she doing I that? Because it was just 
It was the what was German, going on was the below ger- my bunk? <laughs> it was the German beer. Uh, the, it gets you to do some. I, crazy was it German things. beer or was it was a pilsner? At Usually point, a pilsner is a Czech beer. It was a really fun night out. We got to listen to some good music. Yeah, drink it some was, it was, European beer. We'll call it. That was a fun. Get a liter hosen. Isn't it crazy how the stuff that you don't plan to do ends up being just so fantastic? Yeah, we had no plans on walking into that bar. Mm-hmm. I think we decided right before we went to go to Polliner, which ended yeah. up being really cool. So we were there. We knew we wanted it. We had a big day ahead of us, so we, we just kind of chilled out and had a nice, fun night of drinking without the hangover mm-hmm. in the morning. I had a bit of a hangover. <laughs> <laughs> I remember waking up and <clears throat> it not being that great. But well, you powered through it. Yeah, you, know, you have to know. power through it because next morning, act. you know, you're getting ready. You're putting your leader hose on. So we wake up, and the first thing we do, Nick and I, it's like Christmas morning. We unwrap yeah. our, our leader hoses, yeah. <laughs> and we're like we're throwing our Christmas pajamas on. Yeah, that's I what they feel remember. like. They do. They feel kind of like pajamas. They, they're because... they're pretty comfy. Um, I just remember. Yeah. Being so excited to put the... I thought I was going to look like an absolute fucking idiot in this thing. Well, you do feel like an idiot until you see other people. So it's just you and I... Well, I remember looking in the mirror and thinking, not bad. Yeah. Not bad. I, I Yeah, I have a couple of selfies of myself. But like, yeah, that's... <laughs> that's I like, like this. the only time it's but appropriate. But deep down, you're like, ah, oh, do I look like an idiot? But then you go outside and you don't see anybody wearing Lederhosen because so, yeah. we weren't staying right on the grounds. No, so we were probably then, a 15-minute walk yeah. away from the grounds. And on our way there, it was a beautiful fall morning. Yeah. I just remember like the colors were changing. Yep. It was kind of windy, probably in the 60s. It was it was amazing. We stopped at a little bakery mm-hmm. for breakfast. I don't think I ate, which wasn't a great idea. But I was just ready to fucking get there. Yeah. I was ready to get amongst yeah, it. Yeah, and then as you, <laughs> as you get there, more and more people are just funneling in. To the grounds. Yeah, yeah. So and, the closer you get, the more leader hoses right. you Right, and then you're like, see. oh, okay. Yeah, it was a little worrying. And walking. no one's pointing at you like, oh, <laughs> oh idiot. no, it's pointing at us. We didn't look that bad. Um, but yeah, I do remember walking out of the Airbnb thinking, there's no one around here with leader yeah. hoses. Like, I'm feeling a little yeah. goofy. But as you get closer, you start to see them. And then when you get into the festival, it's great. But the walk there, that was one of the most memorable parts of the day for me, was because it was so beautiful and it, it was quintessential fall. Yeah, it, it was how I imagined it. A little brisk air, oh, yeah, yeah. like it was chilly, and then the but buzz. you knew it was gonna warm up. Oh, and yeah. the en- there was a little bit of energy, like everybody that was, the biggest was thing. pretty much headed in the same direction. Everyone was buzzing because they knew exactly what awaited them, and it was just like this insane international festival that just celebrated life, really. And we had no. We hadn't been yet, so we didn't really know. So we didn't know what to expect. So as we're walking there, you know, from the outside, I'm seeing damn roller coasters and car rides. And I'm thinking, what I was kind of taken aback by that because I'm thinking in my head there's going to be nothing but tents. So the name of that, the festival ground, what is it it called again? Because I always mess this up. Theresen Visa. Theresen Visa. That's exactly what it is. Theresen Visa. Teresa, Teresin Visa? Teresin Visa. Teresin Visa. So that's where the... Those are the festival grounds. So the entrance to the festival ground is like any other entrance to any other festival ground. Yeah, and there's multiple entrances. But it was weird because it... Because we were coming in one of the entrances where the tent section, the famous Mm -hmm. rows of tents that hold tens of thousands of people... We were coming through an entrance where those weren't able... To, you weren't able to see those. 
from there. So what we had to do is we walked through a part of Oktoberfest that I really didn't even know about, right. which was, I guess it's the family side of Oktoberfest. Mm. Yeah. It's a, th- it's a legit, it's a it looks part, like yeah. Six Flags. Yeah. When you walk through, you see carnival rides, games, and roller coasters. Yeah, like small roller coasters. What just the? small restaurants, small little things you can buy. Well, it's um, something when you do the, the pre-trip research, it's never that's something not that's gonna, mentioned. Right. It's never something that, that's mentioned. I was taken aback. I was like, where are the tents? <laughs> like, where are we drinking? Like, so Nick and this I is not why I came. Exactly. This is... Not what I expected. You walk in and you're thinking, where's the beer? Yeah. And the first thing you see is a damn funnel cake right. and some, some carnival It, it kind of feels like a cheap carnival in a it way. It does. But, and I think the reason for that is if you kind of look at what you're seeing, I don't think they've changed any of the rides or the... I think they're very adamant about tradition. And it's like, this ride's been here for 50 years. We're not changing it. It's always going to be here. Well, listen, it did have an old school vibe to it. Yeah. But you felt like you're in Germany, so like right. these rides can't be safe. It's not like your local carnival right. that sets up in no, the no, mall no. parking lot. Not that as well. I'm <laughs> sure that there's, they maintain them and all that, but there was a little bit of a walk to get to where we wanted to be. So we walked through the theme park, and I guess our, our thoughts were, we'll come back to this at some point. Right. There's no reason to start here. No. We need to be drunk as hell before we got on this roller coaster that's going to make even, us sick not even that I, was, no, not I think at, at that point i was starting to get hungry and i was like i just want to go into a tent you were have hungry a beer, for beer beer pretzels food. german food because <laughs> truth be told we didn't eat a lot of food that day but anyways we walked through the theme park section and lo and behold there it is the first tent right. and as you turn the corner you see the street that holds all the right. fest halls right and it is it's extravagant. You, I mean, just talking about it gives me goosebumps. The fun thing for me was you, you stand there at the end of the street, the end of the road, and you're looking down at probably 10 massive tents that hold, what, three to 5,000 apiece? Three maybe to more? probably 15, I think. Okay, maybe. they're massive. I think the biggest one is Augustina Brow. Sure. I know it's over 10,000. It's insane. So, And these all break down. Like, these are all temporary. Well, I know when we did that. And, and when we say tents, they're not like the tents that you're thinking of. These are like, it's your typical, stereo, you know, German engineering where they're it's like, like a building. It's yeah. like an arena. It's like a fucking arena. A, that breaks down. Like, <laughs> yeah. when, when Oktoberfest is not going on, this is just like a big open park. Well, there's so, just to give you a, an idea of how extravagant these things are, they start building these things for the September, October festival in like may don't they yeah. or june yeah it takes like three or four months to get these things yeah. up and running and when you get there it's fun but it's kind of intimidating because you always hear this thing about tent etiquette and mm-hmm. how to properly introduce yourself at a table and how to get a seat and like you know we don't speak the language so i was worried that there would be a language problem which i guess most of the staff speaks english so right. we never ran into that <clears throat> but choosing your first tent that was a big yeah. thing for us yeah. And again, we got really lucky that trip. Yeah, with, we did. With everything we did. We stumbled into the first tent we saw because we couldn't wait. We couldn't make a yeah. longer walk than that. We had to have the beer right then and yeah, there. Yeah, and it's it's early. The festival's just open. The tents have just opened. So I think it was around 11 a.m., maybe even before that. Well, what you find out is if you get there early enough. Right. There's, it's, it's crowded, but there's, there's plenty of space for non-reservation right. uh, folk to yeah. uh, to occupy yeah 
So we went into Augustiner Fest Hall. That yeah. was our first tent. Mm-hmm. And we, it's the largest tent. The largest and, tent. And yeah. it's also the tent that is known to hold a fairly big local yeah, following. Yeah, a lot of locals. Yeah, so it did have that vibe about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very traditional. It wasn't rowdy. It was cool. In fact, they, there wasn't even any music playing. Yeah, yet. so we got there really fucking early, and nothing had started playing yet. The bands were still warming up or doing... It was probably still in the hotel, to be honest. Yeah. So we got there, and the first thing we did was we just took on... We, we kind of took in the ambience of just being in the tent, hearing the chitter-chatter, seeing the beers being poured, the... You know, the waitresses would be walking down the aisles with like 12 liters right. in their hand. And, and it was just, oh, it was so fun well, walking to our similar, table. Well, similar to picking your first tent, you got to pick your first table. And yeah. we, of course, <laughs> picked the largest well, tent. Well, what we and did. so there's so many tables yeah. open. And it's like, all right, somebody pick something. We'll yeah. just sit down. Well, and what we did, I think our, our, our famous thing was, uh, our infamous thing was that every time we went into a tent, we, we kind of did laps for a few minutes just yeah. trying to figure out where we wanted yeah, to go. You, yeah, you want to scope it out. Yeah. Find the best place. Well, Ultimately, they're all fine. In the morning, it's not... It's not as hard because there are a lot of open spots. Right. During the afternoon and night, you're scoping out for like uh, anywhere you can push in the tiniest I mean, opening, and then you have to get in good with the people sitting yeah. there so that they'll allow you to do that, which can be kind of awkward. Yeah. But the first thing we did was we ordered massive liters of beer. Yeah. And Ein we Maas. ordered what? Ein Maz. Ein Maz. That's what they call a liter. The big mugs is Ein Maz. Ein Maz. Yeah. Yeah. Nick, as you can tell, did most of the ordering for us. But we ordered these massive beers and the yeah. famous pretzel. Yeah. You massive. Can't, you Everything's can't big. I mean, yeah, everything yeah. is. Oh, it's ridiculous. And reasonably priced, I will add. Yeah. I think a lot of locals complain each year that the prices keep going up. More and more people keep showing up, so they raise the price. And I think it when we were there, we paid eleven dollars. Eleven dollars for a liter, which is like that's that's really good. And it's there's like three about four beers. three, three and a half, four beers yeah. in them, so it's it's very reasonable. It's like <laughs> we're used to paying yeah. nine dollars for yeah. a fucking single beer. Yeah, so <laughs> it's very reasonable. Um, the food is reasonable. I don't remember anything about the food. I honest. think a pretzel was they could have charged me six seven euros for that big. I mean, yeah. we're talking a pretzel the size of I don't know what two feet. Both of our heads yeah. combined. It's massive. Yeah. I mean, all the three of us ate one of those pretzel, and it took us like oh yeah, I think minutes. we had some left over. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember the food. I mean, the food could have cost a hundred dollars. I wouldn't have cared. Well, one of the foods did cost $100 because I paid for it. It was $100. The mackerel. <laughs> You're just now telling me this? The mackerel, I think I paid like 40 or 50 don't talk, euros. Don't talk about the mackerel yet. We'll go back to the mackerel. Okay, we'll, we'll get to the mackerel. I'm okay. just still thinking about this beautiful pretzel out of my hands. Yeah, the pretzels are excellent. I mean, it's a German pretzel and you're drinking yeah. beer. Like, what a combo. Yeah, it was great. So we went in the tent. We just kind of hung out for, I don't know. 30, 45 minutes to an Who hour. Knows? As long as it takes to drink a liter of beer. Yeah, yeah, a while. Yeah. So maybe it was an hour. Yeah, it usually yeah, takes yeah. around, it, the whole day we were there, I don't think I had more than four liters. <clears throat> I think you've lost track, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe I did. Uh, I believe yeah. you've drank much more than that. I don't really remember anything after one, <laughs> to be honest. Well, as we reminisce on what happened, 
while trying to keep count. So we, we're down <laughs> okay, one. Okay, so one beer. We're at one. We had one beer at Augustina Fest Hall. Okay. And uh, as we were about to leave, I think the it was around. I think the bands go on around ten o'clock. And if you're not familiar with, I think eleven. If you're not familiar, so we must have gotten there around ten. Yeah. And if you're not familiar with Oktoberfest, one of the I think most atmospheric and famous things happening in those tents is the music. Yeah, the Oompa bands. The Oompa yeah. bands. They're yeah. all dressed Fantastic. in their traditional wear, playing trumpets and yeah. all Yeah, playing sorts Bavarian of music and traditional <clears throat> music, and it really just livens it up. I mean, it instantly goes, as soon as I start playing Listen, the first song, it this... goes from just <clears throat> what you would expect, a normal group of people drinking to, wow, this is a party. Well, yeah, so that's exactly what happens. You're sitting there and... Your group is talking about something. The group next to you is talking about their own thing. The group behind you is, you know, chit-chatting. The second the band goes on, yeah. everyone is one big group. Mm-hmm. You see people stand up, put their arms around each other, start drinking, their, holding their leaders up, uh, teaching other people who aren't familiar with the songs, the lyrics. And one of the first songs we learned, which ended up being my favorite, and I think the, in my opinion... The Oktoberfest anthem. Oh, it is, for sure. It's a song called Ein Prosit, and every mm-hmm. time you hear that, no matter who you are, no matter how shy you are, you get your freaking ass up, and you yeah. sing this song. <clears throat> so uh, we tried to, before we went, before we flew over, we tried to learn some of the songs so we would know what we were doing when we got there. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard, but Ein that, Prosit, that one is easy to learn. Listen, it's the most doable, for me, the most memorable and doable mm-hmm. of the bunch. Yeah. And it goes something like this. Oh, you're going to put me on the spot? <laughs> Nick's going to sing it for you real quick. Ein Am I? Prosit, ein Prosit, der Gemütlichkeit. And then it basically repeats itself a couple times, and then at the end there's this epic, like, 3, 2, 1, or 1, 2, 3. I don't, I don't remember that. Eins, zwei, drei. Eins, zwei, drei. Super. And everyone drinks their beers and hugs each other and cheers. And it's just a real yeah. community and vibe. My favorite part of that song is the Gemüklichkeit word, which is, there's really no English equivalent word, but it translates to the feeling you get when you're having a really good time with your friends. Mm. And yeah. if you just kind of think about when you're with your friends, drinking a beer, doesn't matter where you're where you're at just that feeling you get where like ah oh, this is i'm having a really good time well, my then, friends are having a good time that's what gemuglichkeit means well what an appropriate song to and play it, exactly. at the beginning of the festival because awesome. that ended up being kind of the theme of the day and theme of the trip <clears throat> that's what oktoberfest is right there yeah 100 percent. that little five oh, minute yeah. snippet and of they, when we were about to leave yeah. the song playing and finish our beers was just like that was it that and was you will hear that song constantly because they probably play it every 20 30 minutes yeah I'd so say. that's yeah that's the song you definitely hear on repeat so we honestly could have packed our bags and went home that night and i would have been satisfied <laughs> yeah, we were only getting started that was just the, the very very big <laughs> it was still it was still 11 a.m yeah, i don't even think um, of yeah so and we had we had a long day ahead so after that we kind of ventured out into the into the streets and, and we took in some of the 
more traditional sides of Oktoberfest. Your shit's not charging. Your computer's going to die. So as you could hear, we were seconds away from losing everything we recorded. We had a little battery malfunction, but luckily we were able to fix it at the last second. I do think that that's a great place to stop episode one, part one of our first podcast, Oktoberfest. We'll be editing the second part in the coming days and hope to have it posted in the coming weeks. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Thanks for bearing with us in our first episode, Kinks, and we look forward to having you all back for part two. See you soon.